Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of The Articulate Fly, and we're back with another Casting Angles with Mac Brown. How you doing, Mac? I'm doing great, Marvin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we've, we seem to talk a lot about casting and becoming a better angler. And, you know, as we continue the series, we're going to tell people, you know, what to do to get better and how to practice. But, you know, we talked about maybe talking a little bit about, you know, creating a mindset for improvement. What do you think? I think that's a great goal. Yeah. And so, you know, one of the things you and I talk about is having a mind like a beginner. And I think, you know, I always tell people that um, that you'll forget more about fly fishing than I'll ever remember. And I, what always amazes me is, you know, um, you know, how humble you are about giving credit to people that taught you. You want to talk a little bit about that and kind of having a mind like a beginner? Yeah, I think that, I mean, I'm still, I'm still like a beginner <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean, I just think to surround yourself with uh, the right people that you have a lot of respect for that are, you know, basically dropping that knowledge and sharing that knowledge with you to keep helping us remain the student. And I mean, most of my idols that I look up to still that are present in the casting world and fly fishing world, I think they're still the student regardless of their age. And that's probably the biggest difference that I see is a lot of them think they get, you know, 40 years old or whatever, 50 or 60 or 80 and, they think they've got it all figured out. And I think those people are back looking on YouTube and places like that for knowledge. And of course, that's kind of a dead end street, in my opinion. Constantly seek it there, you know? Yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of, um, you know, thinking more about what you don't know as opposed to what you do know. That's right. That's kind of the way I like to think about a lot of these topics. And, you know, and I think I think that's part of the, the biggest thing that we see during the, the week-long schools even is it, it's, a lot of times people looking for a singular, I think a singular answer, a singular approach for something that's really a complex problem. And I think that's, a, I mean, we're all guilty of that. We've all asked those questions too over the years, but I think that's a real common, common thing that we see, you know, like, like um, basically not changing and looking at it from a lot of different keyholes. In other words, something that's complex and they look through one, one little window instead of realizing there might be 20 windows that affect what we're talking about. And I think that's, that's not trying to complicate it. It's just that to really start seeing it more clearly, you kind of have to look through all 20 windows for the same approach. You follow me? Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's kind of one of the reasons, like I always tell people to try to read as many different books by casting instructors as they can, because everyone has a little bit of a different take and, you know, maybe one take clicks with you a little bit better than another one. Right. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I mean, I think that a lot of times it, it um, they might use a little different verbiage, but uh, what they're trying to get across is I think a lot of the stuff is very universal. Yeah. And I know kind of one thing kind of related to that, and it's a trap I know I fall into is, you know, at the end of the day, you know, no one really cares how long you've been fly fishing. Right. Right. So, you know, thinking that like I've been fly fishing for 25 or 30 years doesn't mean that, you know, you know, that particular task or you can't learn more. Right. That's right. Yeah, I think that's a big part of a big part of it. And um, I don't know. I think that uh, what really to get that's the hard part about. I think even going on the road or, or whether the schools that we run here is just trying to find the right people that that remain curious is the the thing that I'm always kind of looking for more and more. It's the ones that want to you know have dedication and devotion and they got a lot of passion. 
and that's the kind of student that makes the, the perfect student as far as from an instructor's point of view. And I think that that's, that's always the, the fun part, you know, on the road, because you can kind of see it. Like if you have 10 people in a class, you might have, you know, three or two out of that 10. It's really, really, you can tell one. And I think that that's, that's always exciting. I mean, both ways, you know. Yeah, it's interesting you talk about curiosity because I, I kind of have that conversation with my boys a lot about, you know, caring about something and being curious to learn about it. And, you know, I'm pretty agnostic about what that thing is. Like, I really like fly fishing, but I was like, you know, just pick something and be a lifelong learner, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it. And um, I, I, thought of a, <laughs> I thought of a good quote from a buddy in London that I talked with a lot during the year and a, a guy named Mark Sartes and and I like this, I use this a lot during the school. I mean, when we first meet people and, you know, the first day we talk about first attempt in learning, you know, we're going to have to have some ups and downs like a roller coaster. I mean, they're going to have to fail some to, to appreciate, you know, when they get it right. If it was that easy, well, that's another sidekick story, but uh, <laughs> that's another thing you'll see a lot on YouTube. And of course, that makes me cringe as long as I've been in this because if it was so easy, then I don't know, to get to where you want to be. I think there's no way to hack into that. To what I'm trying to say, you're gonna to have to put some time into anything like that. So that's what I've been trying to, you know, teach my kids. But this this quote that Mark did is really good. I think for for a lot of folks, it is, and he said, "Learn to close the gap between imaginary perfection and imperfect reality by practicing between education to execution of the fundamentals." And I think you know a lot of people skip right over that and just jump right into exotic destinations and pay a lot of money to go to exotic places and they're still a total rank beginner back to what you said doing it 20 years was still the same crap that they started with and that doesn't sound like a bowl of cherries to me yeah it's interesting too because it kind of segues into kind of a related topic which is you know learning how to accept feedback right um and and i know yeah and i mean i know like you and i've talked about it before and it's interesting right because Um, and I'm certainly guilty of this is, you know, you have to be really careful, um, when you ask for feedback that you really are trying to get feedback because so many people are really just want, want to be told that they're doing a great job. Oh yeah. Especially these days with everybody getting a trophy for participation, you know, it fits right into where kind of we're at (laughs) because it's different, Marvin, like you're about my age and the whole country's different. I mean, I coach both the kids a lot in basketball and sports when I was little bitty. And, of course, we did that with them when they're a little bitty. But, of course, things changed middle school, high school, and from then on. I mean, it's like back to the old work ethic, you know, that we grew up with. But I think it's good. I'm not saying it's bad to have participation stuff, but it kind of leads to a false sense of uh, accomplishment, doesn't it? Yeah, it's interesting, too, right? Because, I, you know, I think about my own life, not just fly fishing, but everything. And, you know, it's it's great to be recognized, but I, when I look back over my life, you know, where I learned was when I failed. Right. And I learned way more from my mistakes than someone just saying, Hey, you get a gold star. Cause I didn't, sometimes I didn't even know how I did got the gold star. That's right. I think that's true. I think it's when we, when we recognize like that, that we have a problem with, with, uh, maybe it's in angling, maybe it's in casting, maybe it's in line control, wherever that might be. But the first step to moving to the, kind of the next level of what we call, I have an article actually about that on the on my website that I, I learned from Charlie Nichols, who was through one of the guide schools. And he dropped this little nugget on me and it was, it was really brilliant. I mean, he didn't come up with it, but he used it a lot for national sales. I think he sold printers and had to train like thousands of salespeople across the country. And they talk about the different stages of, 
learning. And that's what's on the site. It's under that title in my blog, but it starts off with unconscious incompetence, which sounds like really negative to say, but I mean, that's where people are when they start something, you know, when they're a kid, you know, how you know, how when we were 14, Marvin, and of course at 14, yeah, 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 <laughs> we knew it all. But it's when they finally wake up, like the failure you're talking about to move to that second stage, which I think is conscious incompetence and they want to go ahead and continue. You know what I mean? Their education and it's just this whole process. And I think that process for those four stages and of course the final one being like flow state, kind of like Tiger Woods would play back when he's playing golf well is his unconscious competence where you don't have to think about what you're about to do. You just do it. And that's what everybody wants to be. But there's a, we call being a farmer a lot of times, you know, teaching casting and it's like planting, planting a kernel of corn. You need sunlight and water and soil to have that grow. And I mean, so anything worth doing is this process of moving through those four stages to grow that, you know, that corn five, six foot tall and have a stalk of corn on it yet, you know? So we're really just farmers. So we go around trying to get curious Georgia who wants to grow a piece of corn, you know? It's not for everybody. Yeah, and that's one of the things that is we kind of keep adding to the series, and there's some other things you and I are working on. You know, we're going to help people come up with that process uh, to become a better caster. And I figured, you know, uh, before I let you go this evening, I know you were talking about you're working on a book called The Triad, and you want to talk about the three things um, that kind of flow into becoming better and, and elevating your performance, whether it's fly casting or something else. Sure. Um, when I talk about mindset, we talk about, you know, what do we do to attain the knowledge and skills and acquisition of sport? And, I mean, there's always some people, will, you know, from teaching a lot of years, there's always, you know, some that will just breeze right through, like on the outer fringes of the bell-shaped curve. I mean, they just get everything really quick. Then you'll notice you have your difficult students at the other end of that spectrum. And I've just thought a lot about it. And you got your average ones all in the middle of that bell shape. So I just think that everything in that text, I basically break down into a triad of why it, why it is the way it is. I mean, so we come up with that. I went back and looked at that when you talked about the topic for tonight. And I think there's three things. And I mean, the first one's complacency. I mean, and you've heard this. We've all heard that. A lot of people take this up because they're standing in the river. It's a pretty place. And that's fine. But but let's not kid ourselves. Those people aren't going anywhere. <laughs> Does that make sense? They're just there to look at the birds and the wildlife. That's all fine and good. I mean, it's fun. It's a pretty place. I mean, we can hike and do a lot of other things in a pretty place. So I don't like to confuse complacency with with trying to follow, you know, the path of getting a skill attained. So. I feel like that's kind of a road to ruin the complacent people. And then I think the prideful people, of course, you can't teach them because they already know it all. That's like working a 15 to 20 year old. You thought me, so pride's also a big limit, limiter. Like, I mean, when you talk about things like on the water, just setting the hook the proper direction or the proper rate of movement. And of course, if they've done it that way 20 years, you're in trouble. You follow me? It's like, and if they're not willing to change it, you're in trouble. So then the third one is ignorance. They just don't know what to do and maybe those are the ones we can reach like Curious George is by, by just dropping these little hints like hey why don't we try this you know and if you can get them to change those are the ones you can usually start changing over yeah yeah it's almost like we came full circle and we maybe we'll just end up uh, for this session just saying you know try to have a mind like a beginner every time you go out I think that's a really good piece of advice to come away with something new you know to try to come back with something new or something to ponder every time you go out. And it's like, that comes from observation. It comes from being, 
critical of, of your actions and what you did well and what you did poorly. I mean, how you did your time management. What water did you fish? Did you stay on the same spot all day? I mean, we could write a book about mistakes, but my point is they have to go back and honestly look at what occurred. You follow me? And it's, I mean, it's going out, everybody's at their numbers. You know, the stages, you always hear that story. The stages, like when the people start, they want to, you know, just catch a fish. Then they want a bunch of fish and they only want one big fish. Then they want a bunch of big fish. And I don't, I don't really know if that's really the way it works, to be honest, because I don't think I grew up that way in that exact progression. But I, I do, I've heard that for years from people, so it must be. Yeah, I don't know. But I think there's a way to get there through all those stages and just to enjoy it more by actually being able to, you know, execute smart decisions from your past failures is, is really what it's all about. Problem solving, you know, doing this puzzle every time you go out the door and trying to be the best you can be at doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, before I let you go this evening, I know, you know, we're recording this uh, on the 24th. I know you're getting ready to hit the road for probably the better part of a month. You want to let folks know where they can uh, see you out in the uh, the fly fishing show world in the next, I don't know, three to four weeks? Sure. Sure. We're going to be um, going to Edison, New Jersey for the show up there Wednesday of this week. And we'll be up there till Monday and you know, teaching classes Thursday through through Sunday up there, and I'm looking forward to that. Then I think it's back to Atlanta, Georgia, the weekend after that. So I think that's the February 3rd, 4th. And then we're off to Denver, and that's the Valentine's weekend. So that's the 12th and 13th. And the class we'll do out there, I think, is on a – I don't remember if that's a Friday or Thursday. It's one of those. So Denver, Colorado, fly fishing show. And then from there, it's off to Pleasanton, California. So – yeah, I'm really looking forward to the to the show season. I mean, that's that's where I find that a lot of times you'll find the people that are really serious and wanting to take that step to try to start, you know, getting on the road to correction, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And folks, if you go to the event page on the Articulate Fly website, all of those fly fishing shows are laid out. And I'll be sure, Mac, to drop a, uh, a link to the article from your blog uh, in this post as well. And, you know, I wish you safe travels. Uh, for for show season, I'm sure. Our, hopefully, our paths are going to cross in Denver. And um, you know, folks, if there's something that you want Mac and I to talk about sooner rather than later, you know, just drop something in the comments to the social media post for this episode, or shoot us an email, or drop it in our Facebook or Instagram post. Because you know, we're really, um, you know, we're kind of casting, teaching, fly fishing geeks, but we're really doing this for you guys. And so, the more you, more feedback you give us, the better, the more we can be helpful. And Tight lines, everybody. Tight lines, Mac. Thanks, Marvin. Appreciate you having me.